Last time on Hexgrid Heroes, the crew of the Bizarre Encounter made their way back to Absalom Station, offloaded their massive amounts of cargo and passengers from the terraforming group on the Kizor system, from the Kizor system, and the Aculean uh, delegation was sent off. The crew split up a little bit. Lemon went to touch base with uh, his Hmm. manager <laughs> uh, met up with the, the head of the Church of Saren Ray in Absalom Station while Brasha went to the uh, government facility in the Planara to discuss certain things that we'll get to and then Tally, Occam, and Sig went uh back towards the neighborhood of Drifter's End, where Tally rents an apartment with the Starfinder Society. There have been reports of missing persons, and when arriving back on Absalom, Tally was bombarded with a wall of messages of people worried about her because her uh, departure to the Vast coincided with when the missing people started being noticed not being there anymore so a little worried for Tally's safety Tally you had a shit ton of messages about uh, where are you are you safe uh, and as a production note Sean will be able to join us uh, for today's session so um, while on the way to Drifter's End uh, Akim was accosted by what he suspected to be an Abadar Corps uh, death squad so he kind of ducked behind an alley and kind of zipped away uh, with Sig in tow. So, uh, Tally, you're, uh, you're in Drifters, and this neighborhood's quite respectable. Uh, it's where the Lorespire Complex is located. It's where the Starfinder Society is located. And uh, you see Lemon kind of serenely walking up the sidewalk up to you. And, uh, Lemon, you've just completed your conversation with the uh, the head of the Church of Saren Ray, Imril Novahart, uh, had your conversation in the uh, theatorium watching the production of The Eternal Struggle. Uh, you got some information about your life before meeting up with this, so uh, I'm curious, as you're walking up, you see Tally in the distance. I want to touch base. How's Lemon feeling with everything he learned? Lemon is... Feeling slightly unsure with how things will go, um, but with his demeanor and training per se, mm-hmm. I'm still hoping for optimism and feeling that most likely things will turn out fine, or this will most likely be part of Saren Ray's uh, divine uh, plan. Very good. Okay. So yeah, uh, Tally, as you're walking along, you you can't really miss Lemon. Uh, no. White robes, blue skin, shock of yellow hair. You see him. But uh, walking kind of like across the street, you see him. You see something else that's uh, pretty familiar to you. And what is that? You see uh, a bipedal being uh, about six feet tall. Uh, walking kind of 
in an intersect interception pattern towards Lemon. The, you see that they are six feet tall, no real facial features. They're wearing a trench coat. Uh, they have two pairs of arms, and uh, on their on the uh, featureless face, you see dim blue eyes glowing uh, as they walk up. And you recognize this to be the form of Jack. Jack is uh, the drone companion of uh, the friend you knew back when, uh, before you joined the podcast. Yeah. The Brennery mechanic. Uh, this drone is walking, walking around. And uh, Lemon, I think you see it just a beat later. Uh, you spent some time traveling with Keith. You had some adventures. But uh, the pair of you now see this drone walking up to you, straight up to you. In fact, Lemon and uh, Tally, as you start to kind of close the distance, the drone shouts up, uh, not shouts, uh, speaks out in a crackly robotic voice. Friends. Hello. As I walk up. Lemon will look up. He was holding some sort of a data pad or display unit, uh, (laughs) probably looking at something. Uh, almost like kind of staring at it absentmindedly, but he'll uh, turn it off, put it away, and look at um, uh, Jack, and then at Tally as well. It's like, oh, oh. It, uh, let me let me ask though. Do does Lemon recognize Jack? Oh yeah, yeah. You, okay. uh, he doesn't look any different from when you uh, last hung out. The last time you spent time with Jack and his uh, mechanic owner. Uh, Keat was uh, during the uh, gala of Saving the Ring Crotas, where you all mm. faced off against the uh, terrorist group, the Isowath Conservan- Conservancy. So this was his um, drone, per se, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But the, where, the, if this is the drone, where is... Yeah, Lemon gives Keat? an inquisitive look as he looks around. Okay, give me a perception check. Dice? What? I'm like looking at I'm looking at the drone going, where is your where's your friend? Oh jeez. Uh blah, 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 math. Uh 33. Wow. Uh yeah, okay. You see uh Jack uh lifts up a hand and he points past the pair of you to a building and uh in holographic letters it says Noodle Bar. Ah, well, it's good to see you again, Jack. Uh, Lemon looks at Tally. It's seeing you here. Zach of needed to go to the, the bar. And troops uh, from Abadar Corp showed up, and he, you know, kind of skedaddled to, so he wouldn't be seen by them. Well, this is what happens when you leave, when you lead a life less than socially acceptable, I guess. Well, but but it is kind of fun, so... You know, I can't really fault him. Plus, it's Avatar Corp. They're a bunch of sticks in the mud. Let's go. Let's go find. Let's go find our friend. Lemon kind of raises an eyebrow at her, but follows. Tally says sticks in the mud to Lemon. Yeah, because we all know he's a stick in the mud. Exactly. So, yeah, uh, Jack uh, still finger pointed, uh, hand pointed towards the uh, ramen noodle bar. Uh, walks up, enters the door, whooshes open, and uh, you follow through. 
And uh, inside this very busy, so this area is kind of like an upscale. It's not ritzy by any means, but it's like it's a respectable neighborhood. So there are people of all walks of life in this in this ramen bar. Uh, shouts of orders being held across the room. You hear uh, the sizzling of cook cooking equipment, uh, general chatter of the people sitting around, and you see Jack walk to the back of the area to a booth, and sitting at the booth, uh, we see a Brennery uh, tucking himself into a, a meal, and uh, to give the folks an idea of what this Brennery looks like and what they're eating, we have joining us from the Dice Benders D&D podcast, their GM, and our friend Frog. Hello. Hi. Oh, Keith, it's so good to see you. Levin will I walk up this. and uh, put out his hand. So as uh, as you guys are walking up, uh, you guys see me hunched over a bowl of clam chowder, just uh, eating it with a with a with utensils, which doesn't always happen. But you see me uh, acting a little more conformed to myself as I go rummaging through this clam chowder, only eating the clams, by the way. So, <laughs> but in good uh, oysters, huh? I look up and I, hearing this familiar voice, I turn around with this big old beady eyes, the uh, otter-like eyes and this big smile, my whiskers still kind of like covered in some of the uh, chowder. And I go, towel, lemon. And I hop out and just like rush over to you guys and give, uh, give you guys big hugs. And I'm only like four and a half feet tall. So I probably just like go up to your, like hug you guys uh, around your waist, basically. I, I do my best to try to hug you back. Of course, you've you've got both of us. So it's probably kind of a challenge for Fatali to get her arm around around Keith. Uh, Levin ah. will uh, hug back as best as he can as he's probably being squished up against Tally at the same time. Uh, guys, guys, it's so good to see you. Hello. Yes, it's very good to see you as well. No, I'm so happy. And, I wipe uh, the clam chowder from my face, knowing that I probably look like a mess, but wipe it on my clothes and just big, this big smile does not leave my face. And I say, what brings the guys back? What, what brings you back to Absalon? Stop over, to be honest, at this moment. Yeah, that, that sounds about right. It is basically a stopover, but I believe that, that we believe we, we got your message. Oh, and then ah, we got ah. your... And, and then we get your message right outside from your from Jack here. Jack, yeah, yeah. Uh, and you see, like, his smile doesn't leave, but it, his eyes just trail over to Jack with this look of, like, I was trying to take a break, sort of look in his eyes. <laughs> well, um, okay, yeah. Come, sit. Uh, we don't mean to interrupt your meal. Yeah, I mean that's fine. You can eat. I mean, which if nothing else, we're here to say hello and and uh, oh, and uh, find out how you're doing. We don't have to do anything serious. Ah! Uh, and I look over to Jack, and uh, Jack uh, reaches into his trench coat and pulls out a tablet and just like hands it over to me. And I just, my, I sink slightly. And I said, uh, 
little bit, a little bit longer for a break. And I reach over for the tablet and say, but I do have to get to business. I'm a, I'm a pretty busy guy nowadays. What you doing? I, uh, I'm, I'm looking around to try to find uh, where, where these missing people are going. Yes, what? you did mention that. Uh-huh. I got 9,000 messages concerned I was <laughs> one of the missing. Uh-huh. Uh, because we had gone off planet. Yeah. We're, uh, obviously, I'm here. I'm not missing. But well, uh, cool. I'm rather concerned because the people missing from, uh, you know, I actually stay at that place. Yeah, me too. Wow. I can't believe we've never hung out there. What? <laughs> so, uh, well, do you want to just catch up or do you want to actually talk about this? And I'm sorry. <laughs> yes. No. Um, who has gone missing exactly? Well, there was Craig from across the, the way. Uh, he always comes and goes. He, he must have just disappeared this time permanently. I don't know. Um, and who? how many other people have gone <laughs> missing? Okay. No, that's good. Uh, there have been nine missing. Uh, and some, some, So the data pad that Jack slid over to you was some of the data retrieved from the scans taken by station security. Uh, so if you want to go over some of the data found there while you're chowing down with your friends, um, <laughs> uh, give me a computer's check to kind of analyze their results. So they have all those results. It's a lot of technical jargon, a lot of graphs and samples so uh you give me that check and meanwhile uh tally and lemon it sounds like you're sitting down at the booth as well yes sure i'll even eat if uh if uh if it's what's polite and proper i mean it's ramen who doesn't like ramen yeah yeah, Yeah. sure and uh i I slam my hands down on the table and go we've got some people that need uh need assistance uh yeah and immediately a uh hover drone laden tray zips over with uh, a data pad detailing the uh, the menu. It's ramen's ramen. It's, you know, you have uh, any combinations you wish. It's a, you can plug in your credit chip and pay right away, or you can place your orders. Um, Standard ramen fare, good prices. Uh, It's not really inflated. Like, uh, like this neighborhood is nice, but it's not like so nice that uh, a, a simple bowl of ramen is $25 or 25 credits. <laughs> like it's just going to be a, a solid three credit, good portion size bowl. You see what Keith's tucking into and it's a good size bowl, so. Yeah, and I'm leaned over the table, uh, my little otter belly kind of like almost tipping my bowl over as I point to the seafood section and say, that's the best, I promise. Uh, Lemon will purchase something on probably a smaller size dish uh, that probably leans towards vegan or vegetarian. Very not, good. not Tally. Tally will have... God, uh, you know what? Tally can't make up her mind, so she wants a bowl with beef and a bowl of chicken. Okay, very good. So yeah, uh, orders are placed. The, the drone zips back across to the kitchen. Like, it's it's not terribly noisy but there is like a level of ambient chatter all around you as you're uh sitting there keith what did you get for your computer check 
Uh, 25. Oh, very good. So, Lemon does have a... Or, I have a question. Sure. As Lemon. Uh, he has a list of the people? Uh, yes. Yep. Uh, yeah, list are there of any the missing... that I recognize? Uh, yeah, or I'll, me? I'll hand him the tablet after I open up the... Uh, after I open up the tabs for it and hand it sure. over. Okay. And yeah, then I, I look around and I look over his shoulder. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Sure. Very good. Yeah, uh, you look at it. Uh, you've you've done a fair bit of work with the Starfinders. You Both you and Tally aren't full-time Starfinder agents, but you've done a, a couple missions for them. So, you know, some of the names you may recognize, uh, they have little pictures next to them and you may be able to, like, have a like little zap of recognition of like oh you know i i helped uh negotiate a deal on akaton with that person or you know i went uh underwater and met some walrus people with that person and uh and you don't know them well they're just kind of just ancillary people um and just a little background on this so starfinder agents come and go they do their jobs they do missions but like it's not not like a hard rule you have to check in with everywhere you're at so the fact that they have been officially been declared missing means that some investigation has already been done into these people with the starfinder society and uh uh, looking through the results you see that starfinder venture captains have been interviewed about these missing people and none of them were said to have been on missions there are nine including the uh the uh vesk named craig that keep mentioned <laughs> wow so yeah and i relay all of that as you're looking through it as well mm-hmm. just to so, catch you guys up lemon will look for the individual that he probably has the most familiarity with uh, most likely interacted with the most or has the most personal knowledge of. Okay. And then Lemon will cast a spell. Uh-huh. Okay. Lemon All right. will cast no coordinates. Mm-hmm. Uh, when he casts this, his hand uh, goes out and a flame appears and then the flame will take the shape almost like a holographic shape of Absalon Station mm-hmm. so um, let me explain the spell sure please so no no coordinates it's first level divination spell um, you learn the exact location of one creature on the same planetary body as you, up to the size of a large planet, such as a gas giant. You must be able to identify the creature clearly from personal knowledge of who they are. If you and the creature you identify are not of the same planet-sized body, the spell fails. You can input the coordinates into any computer attached to the infosphere on the same planet to find general directions. If you use the piloting skills navigation task to reach the coordinates, these directions make you familiarly seldom visited, which is a DC-15, even if the area would normally be unfamiliar. 
And uh, when you start to do that and it starts to show in your hands, Keith's eyes just glow and he just goes, How are you doing that? When did you learn to do that? So the first question is, does it succeed? And <laughs> um, actually, let me get to the actual book. Check something because I believe there might be, there is a DC against this. Uh, is it in the base book? I forget. Let's check quickly. Oh, uh, character operations manuals. I need to open up that book. Uh, no DC is needed because uh, if you were to use a piloting skill to navigate, uh, there would be uh, uh, when piloting, there would be one to like track it down, but as you're on the same planet sized body, uh, the spell does work. Uh, you see the, the shape of Absalom. It's a bit like a top. It's got the, the jutting outsides, the bubble in the center that is the rich part of town. And then going down in this spike is the down low where poor neighborhoods like bot scrap uh, the ghost levels and where a lot of the uh, engineering of the station itself is kind of held. And you see this, uh, so this kind of fiery hologram, you see uh, like a, there's like a starburst about two thirds of the way down on there, it's a it's a rough part of town, <laughs> part of the station, um, but yeah, uh, you ping off of uh, a Lashunta male, uh, a, a Karashu Lashunta, and this is one that you uh, must have spent some time with because the other ones you kind of look, you skim, none of them really like leap out at you, but it's Lashunta with their. Uh, antenna on their face like it like kind of spark strikes a chord in you and yeah you know down to uh about a block <laughs> uh almost you know pretty accurate coordinates that you can uh, now plug into a data pad i and, will uh, then put it in to the data pad that keith has uh placed in front of me okay uh, i'm assuming it's connected to the infosphere absolutely Yep. So basically, on my hand, the image of Absalon Station, um, another flame of a different color appears in the coordinate location in the holographic image of it. I believe we have found one. Luckily, they are still on Absalon Station. Ah. And then I will put the coordinates in. And then after that, the flame goes out, the hologram disappears. And uh, just as everything disappears, that trade-laden hover drone zips back over with your steaming bowls of piping hot ramen, and uh, you can kind of tuck in as we fade out from this ramen bar and uh, go to another portion of Absalom Station. This part is in the eye, the uh, where large skyscraper-like towers are. Um big open air parks it's almost like you're on a planet's uh, surface no no kind of dingy corridors no artificial lighting everything's exposed to the space to space but with a protective bubble over everything and 
The sun is shining bright. The uh, traffic is buzzing lively as uh, Captain Brasha walks up the steps of the government building known as the Planara. Trot, trot, trot. Uh, so, Bracha, you're walking around. This area is where the movers and shakers of the system of the station in the system. This is kind of like the Coruscant Senate building of the Pact Worlds. So there are beings of all kinds. Any kind that you've seen in your adventuring days, your pirate, not pirating days, you're not a pirate, uh, perfectly legitimate businessman days. Uh, they're all walking around. Everyone's really dressed up very nicely. So I imagine, Brasha, your every your your outfit. Tell me what uh, what Brasha's rocking as he's walking up these steps. That's a good question. Okay. Uh, oh, okay. Part of my refigurable clothing is Re- that's it. Formal clothing. Mm. Uh, so. He will uh, flick his captain's jacket, and it will reconform to a uh, a like dress jacket uh, with slacks, and then still like boots and an ascot, <laughs> um, but much more much more of like he's going to a very elegant ball than okay. than anything and. He'll kind of look up at the planara from the outside and go, hmm. Well, I suppose dealing with Vesk, uh, perhaps I'm a bit overdressed, but I suppose I don't have much else of a choice. I'm going to blend in. So yeah, you're making your way up there. There just there's dozens of people just milling around, going about their business. Hover drones, passing messages, uh, recording. Like this is a very busy area. Um, and yeah, there's quite a lot of people. So you get to the top of the stairs, and uh, a solid sixty feet away down the stairs, climbing as good as they might, standing. Two and a half feet tall is your Aculian, no, your Normian travel companion, grab for, and you see them struggling to uh, keep pace with you. Well, let's sink or swim. <laughs> okay. Uh, so you don't pause at all. You continue on. So uh, you walk in the the doors like it's it's not it's like all open air. You know, if there were any sort of problem, they you know you under you look around, you see that blast doors would go down, but everything's open. This is more or less the uh, safest place in the galaxy, you'd imagine. Just, And you're also wielding a, a dimensionally sealed weapon that can fucking vaporize people. But uh, you walk in and there are people all around. There's the Grand Assembly. There's a directory of all the places. Uh, tell me, uh, what, what's what's the plan here? You're here. You, you want to talk. Who do you want to talk to? And we'll go from there. Uh, I would like to talk to the Vesk leader of uh, probably military strategy. Okay. Uh, so give me a... That, this isn't even a culture check. So the Pact Worlds is its own governmental body. The, the planets and starships that 
count as planets in this solar system are all held under this government. The Vescarium is a separate uh, empire. They have an embassy here, definitely, uh, but more, uh, more likely than not, you're going to find an emissary of military planning, is what you said? Yeah. Um, and if they don't have military available, then perhaps uh like expansion mm -hmm. okay well uh this is uh this is good so the vesk empire the vescarium it's it's entirely military they don't do the uh star trek federation uh diplomacy expansion they are uh confirmed in the galactic exploration manual a lawful evil government they are entirely ruled by a militaristic uh, leadership style. Uh, so they do have an embassy here, as the, the Pact Worlds has uh, signed a ceasefire. Uh, they, they aren't, you know, like, the two systems aren't one in one. They are, uh, there's a, a bit tense relations with these two groups, but because of the swarm invasion from couple decades back uh, the two systems and governments and militaries combined forces to push them back so they have an embassy here there's a portion of the Absalom station called the Vesk Quarter that's kind of like um, Chinatown but in Chinatown it's full of Vesk and their people but they do have an embassy here you see that there is an entire floor devoted to uh, Vescarium uh, ventures so uh, you can uh, easily find it you don't need to I don't need any checks for this uh, it's busy people all around you you get onto a lift grab four finally catches up to you and uh, you rock it up to uh, this floor and when it opens up it's it's as if you were transported to a uh, temple hmm it's as if you were transported to like a, a, a government building in the Vescarium. All the uh, the kind of packed world's architecture makes way to all Vesk. Everything in here looks Vesk. They've completely transformed this area to look like they're back in their home system. So there's sconces. The the Vescarium are a very it's kind of it's kind of a reductive to say they're the Klingons of Starfinder, but they are very much honor, duty-bound, uh, pretty Spartan. They're more focused on might makes right than diplomacy or anything like that. So as you walk along these halls, you see that the majority of the staff here are uh, all wearing thick uh, ceremonial armor. They're not wearing, like, business attire. This isn't, you know, the New York Stock Exchange. This is very much uh, a war room situation and uh you get a few paces in and uh a lumbering green skin vesk walks up sneers down at you what can we help you with greetings i need to speak with someone about the vescarium's uh, somewhat halted expansion in some of its more primitive planets this way 
and uh, she turns female. You don't haven't asked, but uh, she she turns and uh, beckons you and starts walking you along. What did you mean? When she turns, I, I sneer a little bit myself, uh, mm-hmm. straighten my ascot and bend down to grab for it and go, well, no, accounting for taste in this place, eh, grab for? <laughs> She's already walked stomping uh, down the hall. And uh, as you, I imagine, follow, uh, she calls back. What did you mean by halted? Our Viscarium has never been, our empire has never been stronger. Perhaps not halted, but delayed. I know for a fact that there have been numerous uh, territories that have seen significant delays, whether due to uh, a stronger resistance than expected or natural uh, resistances that have not been overcome. You took a long time to say very little. And uh, Mm. she enters an office and sits down. It's it's more of a conference room, just, you know, flanked by uh, tons of computers. I am qualified to discuss matters of the Empire, but what information do you have that would lead me to report back home? Well, first of all, I would like to know who I'm speaking to. Good question. I am Jeboda. Jeboda. And your rank and title, please, if you wouldn't mind. I am the second claw of clan... Look for a random word. Clan Steelcore. I am tasked with overseeing our progress with diplomacy with these packed world members. But it's good to see someone from my home system. Your accent, I take it you are from Vesk 6. Indeed. Uh, And that is also how I know uh, personally, or firsthand, I suppose, uh, that your forces have been somewhat lackluster in their expansion. If you are speaking of your home, we have things well in control. But <laughs> I will hear your information. Where do you feel we could improve? Well... You say you have things well in control, and it's true that the natives are not going to interfere with your business, but you don't really have the iron strong grip around the planet that you do of others within the system. In fact, many who still live on the planet still refer to it as Bulones. She uh, intakes a hiss. It is Vesk 6. To you and I, yes. But to those on the surface, not so much. 
and you are here to report on rebel uh, rebel activities you would betray your kind for in service of your empire oh my kind do not live on the planet my kind are the engineers the thinkers the searchers of knowledge the people who live on the planet are people who distance themselves as far away as possible from such activities. Well, what have you tinkered to help aid our efforts? <laughs> now we are getting to business. Uh, I have recently come into contact with a civilization who uses storms of the planet-wide variety to hide their presence from the swarm. And while I was on said planet, I noticed that these storms were significantly similar to the storms on Vesk 6. They were using a machine to uh, aggravate the atmosphere and create a thicker cloud cover. Stronger ion storms, as it were. I have the designs for this machine, and if given a short amount of time and a reasonable incentive, I could easily reverse engineer a way to make a machine that does the opposite. You see Jaboda's eyes uh, widen at that last bit. Um, get the feeling that she was about to uh, remind you that Vesk 6, uh, for listeners that may not know, uh, definitely doesn't need any more storm clouds. They have... Uh, uh, do you want to talk a little bit about Vesk 6, or do you want me to kind of rattle off some info? Uh, you can rattle it off. Oh, thanks. <laughs> so, uh, Vesk 6 <laughs> is... Uh, it's a smaller world. It's got one supercontinent that makes up the majority of the land. Uh, there's no ice caps, uh, but one of the key features of this are massive jungles with uh, dozens of mega flora and fauna all around uh, to kind of... It's not quite Blue People Avatar, but like the the large creatures and beasts kind of kind of give that vibe. So when the Vesk took over... Vesk 6, back then it was called Pulonis, uh, the home world of the Patra. Uh, they resisted. The Patra resisted the Vesk. Uh, their advanced, their technology was nowhere near as advanced as the Vesk Empire, but uh, where the Patra kind of prevailed was using the environment to their benefit. Guerrilla war fighting, uh, using the, the, the land to their benefit. Uh, eventually, though, the Vesk wore them out um, and installed cities, like proper cities. Uh, but another aspect of Vesk 6 is uh, the atmosphere just, just covered in uh, uh, magnetic winds and just torrential storms all around. And uh, so when they built these cities, they built these large contraptions that are uh, uh, generate a magnetic field, like a force field around the cities. And this has been good. This works out pretty well. Uh, 
it repels it quite nicely, but expansion on Vesk 6 is a bit slow because uh, as soon as you set something up, you need to have one of these magnetic shields put in place to repel the... Uh, they, they refer to it as uh, towering trees, gigantic insects, and other titanic flora and fauna. So it's kind of a... It's a slow progress to with Vesk 6 into shape. But um, yeah, uh, hearing that this this uh, citizen of the Empire uh, to Jaboda's thinking has some uh, technology to aid that. Before I send a message all the way to the Vescarium, I will need some sort of proof besides your honeyed words regarding its veracity. You understand. Hmm. Of course, of course. Um, well, do you have any experience in engineering or, uh, you know, mechanical aptitude or uh, is Clan Steelcore more of a uh, Doshko first ask questions later? A lucky guess. <laughs> Indeed. I could forward your information to our researchers and have them do the scans and you would be properly compensated. Would you be willing to part with a copy of said data? Hmm. Well, see, right now you are asking me to give up valuable information really invaluable information for the promise of future compensation. Uh, how about instead uh, I will leave my contact information for you to pass along to your engineers. And I will speak to them personally. I risk my integrity, placement, and honor with this. I have to have some assurances I won't be laughed out of the Conqueror's Forge when sending this message. You say you risk your honor. I have risked far worse. Trust me. But I can give you a very basic breakdown of the blueprints for your engineers to study. That should give them a basic idea without giving up too much of my own personal investment in this project. Does that sound fair to you, Madam Jaboda? Give me a diplomacy check. Or bluff if you're lying about giving her... You lying bastard. No, this is straight diplomacy. Right on. Uh... I just know you like to call for bluff checks. Uh, I am technically better at bluff, but that's still a 28. Okay. Right on. Um, I suppose with your name attached to it, they could just hunt you down if you are making a fool out of me. And make no mistake, if this is a ruse to shake my position in the Empire, 
I will seek retribution. First of all, the Vesgarium is hunted more for less. Second of all, until 12 minutes and 48 seconds ago, I did not know who you were. Why would I bother trying to shake your position? It is a lofty position to represent our empire in foreign lands. Many could wish to usurp my position and use a fool to shake that. Well, no offense, but you are still at the position of meeting outsiders who didn't even bother to set up appointments. So, truly, I believe that you should really strive for a higher position. Your diplomatic skills are second to none that I have experienced, at least within the Vescarium. Or the higher reaches of it, at least. And if what you say is true, I need to look up a term for the leader of... One second, please. And if what you say is true, Commander Dickass is sure to give me a promotion. Basically. Uh, and if what you say is true and our combined efforts on Vesk 6, I could replace High Despot Cavadros and rule Vesk 6. High Despot... You uh, said Cavadros? Uh, give me a culture check. Cavadros. K-A-V-A-D-R-O-Z. Culture check? Mm-hmm. Those? 22. Okay. Uh, High Despot Cadavros rules best six. K-A-V-A-D. Yeah, Cavadros. Yeah, Cavadros. That time you said Cadavros. Oh, sorry. Cavadros uh, is uh, you... So we don't, we haven't really discussed like your childhood and your upbringing, but you are from Vesk 6, so you would be uh, fairly familiar with this person. Well, I'm from Polonus, but yeah. <laughs> we can do this all day. Cavadros uh, is uh, considered to be one of the more open-minded uh, of the Vesk in the military high command and is uh, known to, um, rather than, uh, utilizing the brute force of Vesk. Uh, rather, they uh, prefer to have Patra specialists in their command. Uh, and... Then, then I'll kind of uh, chuckle at her saying that. And so, yeah. Uh, please, you wouldn't want to sully your hands with his position. Aim even higher. Let's not count our Ichtikri before they hatch. Well, in any case, give me a few moments to uh, work with these blueprints, and I can get a copy to you soon. Okay. Uh, so we're gonna turn the clock a little bit. You're gonna spend some time doing this. You do it. They, uh... Give me a uh, sense motive... I can do that. I'm sure you can. I believe in you. I have a rank in it. You have a rank in it. So, 
Ooh, okay, so I rolled a one. <laughs> okay. Uh, so that is... 16. My god. Uh, yeah, with a 16, you see that uh, where, when you first entered, she was uh, put upon. Uh, then mildly curious, then a bit uh, apprehend more apprehensive. And then uh, after, you know, looking at this, you see her kind of skimming the data pad at, and from what she was talking about. If she's, you know, even in a private conversation talking about uh, potentially becoming a high despot, a high despot being the ruler of each of the worlds in the Vescarium. Uh, she's her ambition is uh, kind of all-consuming her at this point, and uh, I cannot make heads or tails of this. I will send it to my people before we send it to the Vescarium, but due to travel times, it may be some time before we get back to you. I will take your contact information. And we can see where this road takes us. Well, I believe this road will take us to lots and lots of money. <laughs> and uh, she kind of cackles as well. Uh, and uh, we're going to uh, fade out from that scene. Push on a little bit. You are walking down the steps. Uh, Bradford is having a much easier time of uh, going down these steps as you see him uh, riding on a wave of dirt. And uh, you see him do this. He's uh, uh, manipulating his arms as like a swimming motion. And uh, you see that he had uprooted a plant on the Vesk, the Vescarium embassy's floor and is using that as a bit of a wave to uh, propel him further along. So he actually beats you to the bottom of the stairs. Oh, grab for You've left a trail of dirt leading up. That is going uh, to be so much easier to sweep up than simply spreading it all out. Come on. Really get artistic with it. Spread it all over these steps. Come on. Come on. Okay, so grab four uh, nods their head really fast. Uh, you see them jump into the air, and then uh, they have uh, six arms. Uh, no, no, that's I don't want them to be too close to Skittermanders. They have four arms. And uh, they jump up and then clap all four of their hands together. And at the same time, it uh, it it just shoots it all over. And it's as if uh, a smoke grenade went off, but dirt. A giant dust cloud pushes all this dirt from the center where he jumps. And it's just all over the place. And uh, people walking by start coughing. You start hearing muttering of people. Uh, you definitely hear people uh, denigrate the uh, uh, savage... Uh, uncouth alien that's throwing dirt around and you're you're kind of getting dirty looks figuratively and literally from uh, beings as they walk past you like you just did this in, on the steps of the Lincoln Memorial basically uh, I start walking away and notice some of the dust like landing on my jacket and give my coat <laughs> a flick and it it goes back into my captain's gear, and I just strut away with Grab Four in tow. Okay. Cool. Now that, that was art. <laughs> <laughs> some some more time passed, and I'm going to say, like, all of the first scene and then the second scene kind of happens at the same time. Uh, so your business concluded. 
uh, Rasha, you're still in the eye. Uh, you can uh, ring up Tally, Lemon, or Occam to uh, touch base with them. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm going to... Uh, yeah, I'm going to shoot messages to all of them mm -hmm. uh, and just say, uh, you know what? I'll even include Gabo in this. Oh, my God. Okay. Uh, so, quick from quick refresher. <laughs> Sig went with Occam. Gabo, Koof went uh, to join the Starfire Society. So uh, he's no longer in our party, but uh, yeah, you get... Oh, yeah, never mind. I thought we left someone at the ship. Oh, you sent him away. You said go join the Starfinder Society, yes. so we did. Were we yeah. going to leave Sig at the ship then? Uh, you started to leave Grab4, but Grab4 wanted to come with you, and then you were like, ah, come on, you little scamp. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. I, well, we have we have um, what's her name? The, Karina's at the ship. Karina, yeah, Karina's it. at the ship. Okay, yeah. yeah. Karina will also get included in this. Then. Okay, yeah. So uh, yeah, this... not Gabo. Not Gabo. Or you've, you so you have you removed both of them from the group chat? Um, no, not from the group chat. I'm sending this out as individual messages. Gotcha. Okay. So yeah, this uh, this goes out and uh, uh, it's just uh. Uh, just a heads up, I've finished, well, I've at least finished my business on Absalom for today. I'm going to do a little bit of shopping. Uh, let me know if you need me. I'll uh, hop over to you. Okay. So uh, a, a big, so just real quick, uh, the big kind of common shopping area is called the crap. Uh, free markets? Let me it's called the crap. That. It's called the crap. Uh, mm -hmm. no, <laughs> it's uh, it's not the hive markets because that's on Akaton that uh, both Frog and Eric will remember. Aha, uh -huh. you son of a bitch. I won't remember it. What uh, hive markets where you met the people and fought and in Fly Free or Die? Never mind. Who Fly Free or Die? The it, the, the series that the Starfinder game we played that's not this. You are the worst. Although he and I, granted, he and I didn't play it together. I tried to have a nice moment. <laughs> Shows you. Uh, yeah, so uh, a common uh, area. So oh. you are at Planara. I'm looking at the map now. Uh, Drifter's End is uh, a little further south. But so the free markets is the, the big shopping center area tons of buildings megaplexes malls of various kinds some that uh are environmentally protected to where like if you're a water breathing species like they have a whole ass megaplex where those kind of people can go there um but yeah you can uh, head to the free markets to uh, start spending some money uh tally lemon you're sitting in the ramen bar uh you've finished your bowls, both big and small of uh, ramen and you get this message and we're going to go over to you for a little bit uh, Oh, uh, I will message back to where exactly we are at and mm -hmm. uh, and uh, they got sidetracked the Akam Wapoof <laughs> had some Avatar Corp uh, ever good, yeah, what, you said an Avatar Corp death squad? Jeez. That's what Occam thought he saw. Occam thought he said Avatar. He said he said 
I think he said something like, Jesus, it's the cops. And uh, disappeared. Or cheese it, it's the Avadar cops. There we go. And, and uh, he scuttled off. But uh, we are working on the uh, the, the disappearances, uh, I mentioned. Oh, we met an old friend. So we're here if you want to come here. Otherwise, we can meet you there, probably. Message all that. Yep, I will. Uh, I'm pasting a picture of... Uh... A, a map of Absalom Station. So Absalom Station, it's... I describe it as the New York of the area. It's only about five miles area, and I feel like maps kind of... You lose a little something with the scaling when you say stuff like that, and then you look at the pictures. But the picture you have... You guys are in Drifter's End. Uh, that's further south of uh, the surface here. The Planara is kind of the midway point, and then further north is the Free Markets. So for him to go to the free markets and go down to meet you is a little out of his way. So uh, still message where we're at and we're, right what up. we're up to. Okay. And I'll reply saying, uh, I'm heading to the free markets right now. Um, you're welcome to join me or afterwards I will meet up with you. Your choice. P.S. Akim. Uh, this one I send only to Tally. Uh, just, uh, P.S. Akam always thinks he sees Abadar death squads. Uh, don't take it too seriously. <laughs> yeah, message back, but it's kind of annoying because we were headed to do his business and he fucked off. I, I send a shrugging gif back. <laughs> <laughs> this okay. is fine. I'll see you later. And I, yeah, close up my comm or whatever. I'm messaging on. Right on. So, yeah. Uh, okay, yeah. Uh, so, uh, just a little bit of housekeeping. You have the coordinates to where this person is. Uh, Lemon, they did not seem to, like, when you when you held up the thing, they did not seem to be moving. They were not in transit at all. They are kind of staying there. Mm -hmm. um, so, uh, you don't really have uh, a way of knowing unless you have Augury prepared to, like, you know, know you could start going down to the ghost levels by yourselves. Um, you, Tally, Keat, and Jack. Or you could uh, go to the free markets, spend some of your well-earned jewels towards uh, better equipment to go down more prepared with Brasha in tow and possibly Occam, uh, depending on uh, how Occam does. I do not plan on spending any money yet. I'll wait until... I've gotten the rest of the money, so to speak. Okay, okay, sure. Uh, most of the yeah. gear I have, anyways, is pretty much the sure. range I'm looking at. For now. Right on, yeah. Yeah, I was just kind of giving you some options here. You can, mm -hmm. uh, so, so is Lemon, what's Lemon's stance? You guys can do, yeah. hash this out as characters um, where you're. So, um, I guess part of the thing is, was, um, through um, Keats' investigation or uh, any other, inf um, is there any other information from uh, any like the Pathfinder Society itself or the stewards mm -hmm. or any other uh, group that may be uh, participating in the search for these missing individuals? Do they have any extra information that we don't have, like suspected okay. motives? Um, if this matches any type of 
uh, known disappearances, if there were any clues left behind. Okay. Like, yep. oh, this... everybody that disappeared, there was a strange smell of, like, I don't know, seaweed in the air. <laughs> okay, no, that's that's a fair point. And this will go back to Keith's initial computer check to uh, look over the data pad of the reports that uh, were shared with you with station security. And uh, going over, you, you kind of, we kind of got held up once we got to the people. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, more information was shared. Uh, there was a, a heavy uh, uh, quantities of like engine oil, uh, which is uh, which tracks with uh, less than savory, well, less than clean, less than clean people. Uh, there were boot prints that uh, didn't match people who were frequently there. The scans detected like you know. You, you scan a room like they could scan like oh this person comes here a lot this person doesn't uh, there were deposits of kind of like just grime which uh, indicates that it is probably uh, someone engineering type like that's the best kind of description I can give you like you know they, they weren't you know walking around in nice dress shoes kind of uh, uh, details um and that kind of ties in with your <laughs> no location or no coordinates. I can't remember which one it is, but uh, that spell no you cast, yeah, uh, it, it's that corroborates that that you know down there it's uh, there aren't beautiful parks, there aren't uh, nice trams that uh, zip around for free. It's very rough and tumble. It's where the kind of lower, not lower class, like they're legit lower class, but just the uh, less fortunate live and as a healer in the church of Saren Ray, I, I imagine you've probably made your way down there at least once right mm-hmm. you go out and do some healing that's kind of a common thread uh Serenites sometimes go to less fortunate neighborhoods and provide free healing with their abilities so um kind of all points towards your spell being accurate and that's where at least that person's being helped but no other, uh, this doesn't match any records of other crimes. It's peculiar that it's the Starfinder Society being targeted. Um, general missing persons happen, but to be localized in one building is extremely peculiar. Um, and how long, over, over, cor- over the course of how many, how long were they uh, disappeared? Uh, just in the last two weeks. Just in the last two weeks. And there were no... They, cameras didn't catch anything. Thermo sensors. Uh, uh, so uh, no strange the, encounters. Uh, <laughs> testimonies. Yeah, uh, nothing so much. I mean, there's uh, there's people report like you, you go on. So if you were to go on the infosphere, uh, give me a computer check. Actually. Oh, I I, I cannot. Okay. I, I I will ask these questions, but I have nothing. Sure. Uh, so yeah, you guys are discussing either. this. Okay, sitting at the table, you're sit talking about this amongst each other. I'm pretty sure Keith's got some computer skills, right? I, I, I kind of look at the thing. Do, do I do I swipe left to find out? Oh my goodness. Um, yes. Uh, hand it here. What, what do you need? I do they have any... What, what do they call it? Um, the, um, the video streams of odd individuals entering in. And, and as you are uh, describing this here, uh, Keith has the tablet in his hands, but he's just giving you the blankest uh, eyes. 
mm-hmm. as you're talking until you finish and he just stares at you for a beat before he goes, ah! And uh, he starts looking in the tablet. Yeah, yeah, give me a computer check as you start searching the infosphere for uh, uh, strange dealings, uh, uh, strange 20, sightings. 27. 27? Okay. Uh, you see... Uh, you see people swear that they uh, that they suspect their neighbors are pl- practicing dark magics. You see people uh, swear that people have been body snatched. You've seen reports of a, a starship unloading uh, whole uh, crowds of what look like frog people. Like there's there's this kind of crack theories all around on the infosphere, and there's not a whole lot about starfinders other than the Starfinder Society is heavily recruiting uh the the year after the scoured stars incident uh they're bouncing back numbers are looking good the only starfinder stuff you see is uh bar scuffles with starfinder agents who are a little uh over exuberant in their celebrations but nothing really kind of links up with what lemon uh was kind of hinting at so there's nothing really there it's just peculiar yeah, it just looks like a whole lot of um, word of mouth people apparently seeing uh, dark magics or having questions about this stuff. I, I don't know. Like, that that much I don't understand, but, uh, you know, I could just go boop boop on computers and things usually pop up. But this one is, uh, you know, I don't have I don't have magic holograms like uh, you have with your hand. That, that's, that's quite all right. Uh, it helps, but to be honest, uh, in today's world, it's better to have an understanding of uh, technology I find um, it's yeah, very I, difficult I, when trying to order the right foods and um, you don't uh-huh. know which button to press yeah I could I could teach you how to boop boop on a computer if you teach me how to do the zoom thing on your hand well mine comes a little bit different than those who call themselves technomancers mine comes from a bit of a um, other source I guess you could say I'm a the data pad to uh, a larger infosphere uh, of sorts. Uh, Tally looks kind of impressed there. Thank I, you. I, I was just about to ask Tally's reaction to that. Wow. I look to Jack and I say, could you record that that line? That was that was pretty good. Uh, by the way, I'm writing poetry now, guys. So You are? Can we ah. hear some? I actually know a place where uh, I think you could read it off. I go there every once in a while. Where? Not so not surprised by this. It's Tally called the know. it's called the Flaming Daisy. It's um it's a little place oh. that uh, a number of young Serenites uh, uh, go to uh, express their faith and feelings. Um but there's 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 a bit of a um bohemian night uh, every other Thursday I believe. Okay. Yeah, Tally's like, mm-hmm. yeah. You, you see, uh, everything you just said kind of glazed over his head, like, and Keith's just staring at you blankly with a smile on his face, like <laughs> nodding to what you're saying, even though he has no idea what you're talking about. Keith, you can go there and read your poetry aloud. I think that's what he's saying. Yes. Other people oh. read their poetry aloud. Yeah, yeah. I'd love to hear it. <laughs> oh, um, uh, you kind of put me on the spot here. Hey, hey, Jack. Um, what? Which one's your favorite one that I that I that I wrote? Newest. 
Oh, um. <laughs> uh, Jack, repeat what, what Lemon just said like two minutes ago. <laughs> uh, never mind. I know he can't do it, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, so you know, to touch on that, like he, uh, Jack, uh, who Tally Lemon, you you spent some time with, Jack can only respond in one word responses at this point. So they try to repeat Lemon's uh, phrase about being a data pad of, of a larger infosphere, uh, but it's just like data pad six, twelve, thirty seconds past infosphere. So it's it's very disjointed, uh, but I do want to touch touch base with Tally. Um, does Tally want to do any shopping or anything, uh, or does she well, want to? What? Um, I, I don't. It's a, I'm kind of in the same boat. My equipment's all pretty good. Okay. Uh, I know I could probably upgrade my armor at some point, but uh, but uh, I kind of anxious about the missing people. And if we're actually, and what I will do is actually, I will, I would have, I would have put that in the whole spiel I sent sure. over to Brasha about, um, where the hell, where, oh, where was exactly the the district that the blip came in on, again? Uh, down in the the lower areas of the spike. You didn't get an exact uh, uh, neighborhood name because I haven't made up one yet. <laughs> but it's uh, well, you do I'll know that it's down near the ghost levels and. Brasha being Brasha, he's probably uh, pretty familiar with that part of town. Yeah, so I, I basically, I, I let him know that I'm going. We're actually going to head there soon, I think. Okay. What time can you meet us there, or how long from now can you meet us there? I have some materials to pick up, but don't think I want Crab for hanging around that area. I'll send him back with whatever I buy and head over right away. Okay. Alrighty, we'll see you there. Cool. Yeah, and we'll I'll also... We'll also give, obviously give him a street and everything to meet at. Exactly, I was just about to yeah, say... Yeah, I'm assuming can... there's like a station or some type of like a, yeah, like a subway station equivalency yeah. uh, point that we can meet up at. Sure. Yeah, you get a, there's like a massive upon... of, uh, amusement park there for some reason. <laughs> sure. Yeah, there's a there's a fun place like right where the nice neighborhoods end and the shitty ones kind of begin. Uh, there's an amusement park where the yeah, the haves and have-nots mingle and eat stale popcorn together. Sure, you can say points <laughs> to that. Uh, but uh, yeah, that's uh, that's what happens. You send that off. Um, so. Uh, Eric, do you have the stuff you want to buy listed? Do you want to do? Do you want to go over that, or do you want that to be a surprise for later? Primarily, it's just uh, converting gems into UPVs. Uh, I do want to purchase a dye grenade. <laughs> okay. Um, just one. Uh, yeah, just one level two dye grenade. Okay. Uh. And sorry, I lost a pen. All good. So it'll be three twenty, and then uh, yeah, I think that's I think okay. that's pretty much it. It's just All UPBs right. in the one die grenade right now. Right on. So I'm just going to just hand wave stuff. We got a good momentum going. I don't want to bog things down with uh -huh. uh, trivial stuff. So uh, you don't hear from Occam either of you in the hour hour and a half. 
um, where you know you depart from the ramen bar, you pay your tabs. Uh, it's still hey. quite busy. Sorry. Hey, I'll message him and see if he's okay. Okay. Uh, you don't get anything back. Oh sh. That's you not good. Nothing back uh, from him, and Sig doesn't have a communist. Uh, so in that 90 minutes, uh, Brasha, you take care of your business, grab four, uh, loaded down with a, a backpack full of stuff. Um, he's, he's the size of a small creature, so it's not like terribly too much, but, uh, then you, uh, send him off to the, back to the, uh, spaceport that the, uh, Bizarre Encounter is. Yeah, and I give him, uh... Does he? He doesn't have a community either. Is he doesn't? But they're hella cheap. Uh, mm. I like five credits, if that. Uh, seven credits. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. So uh, I will buy one for him. Uh huh. Uh, so I'll mark that down. Seven credits. Uh, and upload it with the uh, blueprints for some cheap item. Okay. Uh, and be like, okay, when you get back to the ship. Uh, mm -hmm. I want you to work on this and uh, do your best, okay? You know, you've got... Don't don't spend more than, like, 100 UPBs on this. That's, that's like, 50 tries. But I want you to try your hardest and just do it step by step. Okay, buddy? Okay. Uh, they, they clap their hands and in your head you telepathically uh, get uh, uh, excitement, ready, okay, goodbye. And uh, they scuffle, scuffle, scuffle away. And uh, I just want to peel, look, peek behind the curtain. Uh, there's no curtains here. It's too hot for curtains. Uh, just uh, a peek behind my dumb brain. I was going to uh, have him craft anyway. Uh, <laughs> I was going to have him practice crafting. So it's it's so awesome to me that you, you were in the same uh, uh, mindset there. So, yeah, uh, you send them off. Tally Lemon Keith, you uh, pay up your tabs, three credits each. And uh, make sure you note that. And uh, make your way down. And we're just going to turn the clock. And uh, outside this amusement park where you see garish lights flashing. this There's no sunlight down here. Uh, no open windows. It's it's all kind of mundane. But the, the flashing lights of the rides, the, the screaming crowds, the, uh, the, the music playing, uh, you all meet up. Yeah. Uh, Brasha, you walk up and you see Tally Lemon standing next to a Brennery with uh, next to uh, some sort of cybernetic fella. Uh, and also, uh, so did you could you give me another physical description of Keith, please? Yeah, I was thinking about it. I don't think I described what he actually looks like. <laughs> I did not know. Uh, he basically just looks like a, a four-foot otter with a little bit of a gut. Not like a, a beer belly, but he's got a little a little bit of a gut. Mm -hmm. um, I've described his face pretty uh, quite often. Uh, very otter-like with beady eyes, long whiskers. Uh, his fur is brown with some red highlights. Um, and he's wearing a suit that is the the starfinder like the base starfinder uniform, not nothing too fancy. However, it is just like, you do see patches of what looks like oil and grease, uh, be, as you would see he being a mechanic. Uh, it, he really does look into the part of that. Cool. I think uh, that's everything. 
I was gonna say I know what kind. It's it's that is an oyster gut, by the way. <laughs> Absolutely. It's an oyster belly. And and the entire walk there, he was just talking to the two of you, uh, just yep. catching up because it's been a long time. You guys were like his closest friends, uh, because you know for him, you guys were really what helped bring Keith out of his world, I guess you can say. Uh, so he is so happy that you guys are here, and he's just trying to really catch up and just make sure that you guys were safe and okay your whole endeavors. Talia seems to be equally as happy to have him back. On the way there, uh, I would assume both Lemon and probably Talia would be pitching in quite as much, too. Yeah. Uh, retell the um, exploits uh, in meeting the Acrulians and such. Uh, and the events leading up to it. Wow, you guys went through a lot. Yeah, we did, didn't we? And it was such a short time, too. Still, not nearly as uh, as much as those survivors went through. I know, me too. I do hope they'll be uh, okay. That's to say, uh, and even then, I mean, we were all so suspicious and it was all on the level. I feel kind of silly about the whole thing now. Do not feel do not feel silly. The situation was. Yeah, it sounds like you guys did the best with what you had. And to most to most individuals, I believe the same feeling would come over them. It is good that it was not what we feared. Um, but yes, it's it's always best to be prepared for the worst. Um, once I see Brasha, I will cut. Ah, there he is. Uh, I can begin. And once he's close enough, um, I will cast um, Healer's Bond on the three of them, so that I ha I basically can monitor them mm -hmm. and their status the whole time. I will then also cast Life oh. Bubble upon the group. Very awesome. I, I, I do that just in case of smart. surprises. I take it you guys told uh, told Keat about uh, Brasha and Occam. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That would have been so, part of it. Oh, yeah, we found this new... Yeah. We're part of this crew and uh, took a job with them, and they're really cool. Oh, but uh, the name sounds familiar. Occam. I feel like I know that from somewhere. Do you? Uh, and... I, I think so. Jack, well, but, do I? What about Brasha? I mean, they sort of travel together. No, the closest thing I've heard is Brockham. Brockham? You mean yeah, Ackham? Something like that. Maybe. And, well, uh, I, oh, did I, you just did you just ship them together? Brockham. That might be it. That might be it. <laughs> <laughs> you know... Akam would probably kill you for um, actually they'd probably kill each other kill both kill you for suggesting such a thing. Oh man. I, they they think they secretly like each other a whole lot, but they argue a lot. It's, everything that you've told me makes me feel like they do. I don't know. Maybe I'll, I'll maybe I can tell <laughs> if I see them in person. Uh, I yeah, Tally's laughing. Uh, Tally's laughing as much as I am. <laughs> I've grown quite insightful in these last couple months. 
I can't wait to see this. While they're doing okay, this. Okay, guys, 11. Lemon has been casting Augur. Okay. So, yeah, walk walk me through this, because uh, your your spells are so uh, awesomely theatrical. Tell me, uh, tell me about this. So, since I do not... Uh, for this one, uh, once again, uh, a flame or... Uh, a, Images of a flame will begin to appear as I cast it, and I uh, ask the action that we are going to partake in to see if this will be uh, if this will be beneficial or if it'll be bad. And the action I'll be asking for will seeking out the individual we find be beneficial to them. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you cast this. It takes a minute to cast this. So like a solid mm-hmm. minute of you standing there and uh, occasionally, you know, passers-by will see the, uh, the, the the strange strange fella in robes uh, just casting uh, magic for a very long time and some of them will stop and like wait like thinking you're like a magician. Like you just, like eventually you'll have like a crowd of kids just waiting, waiting, waiting and eventually uh, a, a gout of... Uh, uh, red flame will shoot up from your hand and all the kids like, yay! Do it again! Uh, I will token spell some flames uh, on each of their heads. Uh, like, it, you know, non, non-burning sure, sure, flames. Sure. Like, you know, just like yeah. fun little flames. Maybe they'll have little smiley faces on them. On their heads? Yeah, you know, they're, they're not going to yeah. burn their heads or anything, you know, they're not harmful flames, it's just like an illusionary, you know, little chibi flame on okay. their heads. <laughs> right on, so you do this. That is just precious. The kids are cheering, uh, you see like a, a very haggard looking uh, half-elf woman uh, uh, walk up to you and shake your hand. Uh, I, I recognize your gar- garments, you're a Serenite, yes? Yes. Uh, thank you so much. Are you feeling alright? Does she look exhausted? She looks exhausted. Bags under her eyes, like elves being uh, the the byproduct of uh, elven ancestry. This one is definitely uh, leaning towards the other half of their heritage right now because they do not look graceful and ageless at all. Uh, so she uh, she pulls out uh, a cred stick and uh, passes you uh, five credits. Um, I don't. I wave it away. I wave it away. Keep it. Give them some treats. Uh, or purchase some leisure time for yourself. I, I will. Thank you. Uh, blessings of Saren Ray upon you. Um, yeah. No, I will do that. Um, I will actually cast Lesser Restoration, lesser restoration on her and remove either fatigue or exhaustion. Okay. Uh, yeah, you yeah. see it. Uh, so, so we haven't really seen this much. What does this look like when it washes over her? Um, this one doesn't have really a flame style effect. Okay. This simply is I place a hand upon her and she will there'll be a slight glow like the ambient light in the area goes up slightly. Sure. Uh but it basically washes away uh almost like a heat massage, I guess. <laughs> um sure. of uh fatigue or exhaustion. And if she had any okay. temporary yeah. uh she didn't have any non-lethal damage. Yeah, she didn't have any non-lethal damage from exhaustion. No, she's just dog-tired. And uh, yeah, this washes over her, and you see her 
uh, rise up to her full height. Uh, thank you again so so much. I will I will treat the kids to a, a very fun night. Uh, thank you all, and have a good night, all of you. And uh, she uh, she like wave to them all. She does like awkward bows. Be nice. Pay attention to they're, your mother. They're, they're long gone. They're they're screaming kids. They're already okay uh, headed towards <laughs> a ball pit of some kind. Uh, so as this happens, uh, w- replacing where this uh, formerly tired half elven woman uh, stands, Captain Brasha. Uh, in full Captain Regalia. Yeah, perfect timing now that uh, that squadron has left. Lemon Dally, how are you? Uh, I am fine. And here we want—we have somebody we want you to meet. Yes, you mentioned an old friend. I am assuming that is you. Although I see two of you now. How? Hello. That's, Hi. This is this is Keith. Hello. Hello. Hi. You're Brockham, right? Uh, I am Captain Brackham real name. <laughs> I'm surprised you have heard of me. I think I've heard of you. Jack, have I heard of him? <laughs> oh, this is this is my this is my drone, Jack. Uh, can I get a sense uh, if Jack is like a robot or an SRO? <laughs> Just off glance. Uh, I, I think that you could definitely tell that he's a drone. Um, taking a quick glance at Keith, he definitely does give off mechanic vibes just because of how dirty his uh, his clothes are and stuff. Uh, then with Jack, I kind of just uh, tip my hat and say, good to meet you as well, Jack. Greetings. And uh, I was muted for a moment, so my bad. Uh, so yeah, with uh, there's not really passive perception per se in Starfinder. Uh, Brasha's passive engineering is such that I, I ease off of how many checks I ask for him because it's just insulting. Uh, you definitely <laughs> can get the idea that this is a uh, a work of engineering that, uh, judging by the the frayed wires poking out of the uh, torso region, that aren't really connected to anything. They're just kind of out there, ready for other components to be plugged in. Uh, this is definitely a non-sentient drone. No soul included. Yeah, this is my best friend. Hmm. Nah. Except for these two. Yeah. They're even more of my best friends. I'd hope so. That's like double best. Yeah! That's quite a few best friends. I yeah, have one I have best like... friend, and we mostly get along. Uh, what's his name? Akam? Indeed. Have you heard of him as well? I think so. He does a fairly popular radio show nowadays. That's a, that's a, yeah, I've, I, I, I listen to a, a radio show. Uh, what's my favorite song that he plays? Um, what's it? Rage Against, Rage Against the Gears. That's it. I've always uh, been a little impartial to that one. Gears are our friends, I find. Yeah. I look at Jack one more time. I also turn my attention towards Jack when I say it. Uh, in a robotic voice, you hear, Revolution! Ah, silly Jack. Uh, I taught him that word the other day. I look very concerned. <laughs> very good. So you're all together, screaming kids behind you, uh, lifts and uh, ramps going up to the nicer part of Absalom Station above you and ahead of you the grimy, dirty down low of the spike of Absalom Station awaits 
and I think I want to kind of close it off here, honestly, because uh, like like next time, like it's like I have stuff prepped, but as soon as I get going, it's just gonna go off to a cliffhanger. This is just a nice like peaceful moment. Tally, did you want to say anything before oh, we close? Oh, I was gonna leave it on a. I was thinking to leave it a cliffhanger, going, you know, Brasha, have you heard from Akam at all? Because I haven't. I tried contacting him, he did not answer. And it's just. Hey. It's kind of disconcerting with all these people missing. Mm, true, but Akim frequently goes missing. Okay, that will take your word for it. Have he you likes tried shouting Marco? <laughs> yeah, Marco! Oh, should we he just... almost says Polo, but stops himself. <laughs> if we could do, we could, so we could go... Well, I don't know, I can't figure out a way to make Braca work there, but... Uh... I'll send Akuma text that just says, uh, Hey, we're going into the spire. Uh, let us know if you get caught by those quote-unquote death squads. <laughs> Best friends. Friends till the end. Hey, wait, wait. I want to, can, I, can I reach down and, like, put a little heart on that? You know, can, can, I, can I, like... Give me a sleight of hand. Uh, Brasha, give me a reflex save. <laughs> You're probably so friggin'. Sleight of hand is what? Dex. It's just Dexterity. a dex check. It's not... Hey, you can roll yeah, 20. Yeah, I can roll a 20. Russia can roll a 1 and still on. get a 19. Yeah, I, I'm not counting on it. <laughs> no, my reflex saves aren't that bad. If it was oh. my sleight of hand. Uh, how about opposing sleight of hands, then? Yeah, you see... Uh... Okay, so dex, that's a 15. Okay. Oh. Uh, I had a 14 on the die. Yeah, uh... yeah, 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 yeah. Alright. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Opposing slights is 23, dex save is 21. Okay. So, I just uh, trying to pout. Not even going to try. <laughs> what what right were on. you trying to do? Tally? I was trying to put, I was trying to like tap a little heart emoji on the message. So, so oh, yeah, I, I quickly like swipe the uh, emoticon bar so it just ends up being an, a laughing cat gift. <laughs> Okay, so yeah, this message is sent, and uh, we'll we'll zoom to uh, a darkened alley of a nondescript location of Absalom Station, and you see uh, a, a data pad light up on to the uh, reflection of a black helmet, and you just hear, no one hears, but uh, just in this dark alley, the sound, fuck you, Brasha. I like the idea that he t he has to like speak out loud as he's typing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you, So did you get that? So do we get that message back or something? You will get that message next time. Ah. On Hexgrid Heroes. Oh, can I can I get can I say it? Oh sure, please. Yeah, yeah. Same hex time. Same hex channel. Hex Grid Heroes. <laughs>